1: January 25th 2021 and we're going off the rails on a crazy train here tonight on the wrestling podcast I'm Glenn Rubenstein joined by Raj Geary. now Matt Morgan is coming along but as a special guest we have Issa NYC demon diva joining us tonight uh fresh off our watch along that we did with Smackdown uh, for Smackdown on stereo this past Friday thanks everyone coming out for that Uh, we should have Matt on here in a second I see him queuing up right now so much to talk about tonight Monday Night Raw uh, we got to see more build-up with Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. We got confirmation Edge is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, we've got a new number one contender for the United States title, uh, Alexa Bliss, on the verge of victory, getting that Raw Women's Championship before uh, Randy Orton returns to cost her the, uh, the title. Uh, Issa, what did you think of the show tonight?
2: It didn't feel like a go-home show for a Royal Rumble, in my opinion. I liked the Edge promo. It was nice to see a good promo on Raw because that doesn't happen often. But outside of that, it was it was not what you expect for a go home show for the Rumble.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean that's we've been saying that for a while. It just they don't seem to put much effort into anymore into these go home shows. I mean back in years before you they would have like those uh those Royal Rumble videos where they show like the fastest eliminations and, you know, the different stats and Things like that, this, and I agree with you. This did not feel like a, a go-home show for the Royal Rumble. The only thing that felt big uh, was Edge announcing that he was going to come back, and he just killed. I mean, he just killed it. It was an awesome promo. Uh, I thought that was one of the best things I've seen on Raw in a while. Wow.
1: Well, that's saying something.
3: Uh, <laughs> so we open
1: tonight, and uh, I saw Matt queuing, but he's having an issue with his video. I just texted him asking him to reload, so it should be here momentarily. Uh, We open tonight with Goldberg and Drew McIntyre facing off, and of course, The Miz and Morrison uh, ringside taunting them on and both of them getting dropped. Uh, Drew being back post-COVID, what did you think of his promo, Issa, and the way that they handled the COVID situation?
2: I think um, that's actually... One of the few things that Drew has looked like a real star is the way they have let him use this platform to kind of raise awareness for it. Made you wonder, are they going to have him lose? He dedicated that match to people suffering from COVID. It was such a baby <laughs> face move, you know? So it makes you wonder. I, I, I am not up for this match, but at the same time, I love that they kept the Goldberg part short and simple and to the point. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's how you should handle anything with Goldberg. Short and don't let him talk. Minimum, and they did that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that was a good opening segment. I thought you know Goldberg and Drew just making them look like two monsters who were about to square off. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a fine segment.
1: It's good, and I think uh, you know they're building this as best they can. I don't think there's a lot of heat between Goldberg and Drew. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the outcome of this match is at the Rumble on Sunday. Uh, we had Charlotte Flair versus Shayna Baszler and
2: I mean, See,
3: real quick, no, uh, no. since we were talking about it, who, who do you guys think wins? I think it's obvious that Drew wins, right?
2: I, I will hope, but I want to put it past them. I'm sorry. They gave, they gave even Brock Lesnar to Goldberg. Okay. So at that point, I don't, I don't put it past them. I have no expectations. I don't even want to think about it, but I think Drew McIntyre should win.
3: What about you,
1: Glenn? No, I think Drew. Hold on one second here. Uh, talk amongst yourselves.
3: All right. <laughs> uh, real quick, a couple of super chats. And so Natalie saying, hey, guys, hope you're all doing good. I know this probably won't happen, but thoughts on if Trish Stratus won the Royal Rumble to face Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. Have a good night and take care. Um, uh, Issa, I'll throw it to you first. What do you think? Trish Stratus coming back to win the Royal Rumble and face Sasha Banks.
2: Absolutely love Trish Stratus, but right now we're not building any of the newer stars. You have Bianca Belair. There's so many people in this roster. NXT, you have Rhea Ripley. There's just so many women. We need to build new stars, and that's not just with the male division, but also with the female division. So give it to somebody newer.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Matt Morgan, good to see you.
4: What's up, you guys?
3: Can you can you hear us? Okay. Yeah. And yeah, Matt, what are your thoughts on on Natalie's uh, super chat of Trish Stratus winning the Royal Rumble and facing Sasha Banks at WrestleMania? Uh,
4: similar, you're, but uh, that's a tough one. It, 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 the only way I'd be cool with that is if it was to get over not Sasha, not Bailey, not one of the four horsewomen because they don't need it, in my opinion. But if it was to get over, let's say, one of the newer let's say NXT talents from the women's roster I'd be before that yeah but that's the that's the only way but like somebody like Sasha doesn't need it uh, Charlotte doesn't need it uh, Bailey doesn't need it they're already super over as it is but um, one of the newer talents like let's say Bianca let's use her as the example that would be really good for her it would automatically shoot her up past anything that Charlotte and so on and so forth she beating them would do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like Trish versus Sasha would have been a white hot match two years two, ago.
3: Two
4: years ago. Yeah.
3: yeah. Right. Uh, Justin Lopez saying this is the coldest build I've ever seen for Royal Rumble. It's my favorite pay-per-view and I'm not hyped at all for it.
4: Dude, eh. Get in line. Get in line. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's, the whole, that's the whole friggin' show. I could say that for just about anything. <laughs> Sands. Roman storyline and even that they're starting to find a way to make boring
2: and you know, now they're going to reveal who the number 30th entrant is oh yeah stage. like yeah, why yeah. would you do that why
3: yeah they're entering they're gonna reveal number one and two for the women's royal rumble and then number 30 uh for the men's on backstage yeah. on saturday uh, they've done it before um it, it does take some of the some of the excitement out of it when it's the last one but uh yeah, I mean, back in the day, you, you could see the matches they were starting to build from WrestleMania, like, basically starting in the fall. And I guess that's one positive, is it's, it just feels completely wide open, because they've done, like, no planning, it feels like, for the big matches at WrestleMania, unless it's just people returning.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Jody Shauna Jenkins saying, Random thoughts from tonight. Drew looked like he lost some size. This show sucked. Best part was Orton and Bliss.
1: Yeah, you know, it occurred to me, this isn't a wrestling podcast where we cover wrestling. This is a support group where we talk to people who love wrestling and are just really bummed out with how wrestling is lately.
4: Yes, mainly.
1: Essentially what we do. Uh, but uh, there were some good moments tonight. I mean, this though, this pissed me off because when they announced Charlotte Flair versus Shayna Baszler, my first thought was Nia Jax is going to interfere and they're not going to give us this match. And it barely got going before that happened. And then, uh, of course, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose came out, uh, Lacey Evans came out and then turned into a six woman tag match three on three Charlotte Flair, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Lacey, Nia and Shayna. Uh, And the win won by count out with Shayna not getting back in the ring fast enough uh, with uh, the baby faces winning tonight. Uh, Matt, what did you think as far as this being an effective use of the women's division and keeping some of these storylines going?
4: Well, Glenn, you know, for for forever, how long? You know, you're always talking about how you wish that they had more time for Mm -hmm. for more women and go deeper into the women's roster and get more faces on the show. They did it here like yeah. it or not as far as the finish goes but um they technically and, did that here
1: and then they restarted it then they restarted it. so we had true 50 50 booking the baby faces and the heels both won this match
4: <laughs> they did all in one episode they did it yes
3: <laughs> yeah they were clearly i mean they were clearly killing time tonight because you had charlotte and Shayna wrestling three matches um yeah. uh, matt riddle wrestling three matches then you had Sheamus and the Miz, uh, and John Morrison wrestling two matches, and so it's a lot of the same people taking up a lot of the show. And I'm assuming there's a reason for it. One thing it looks like: uh, Do you guys remember last year when they created that edict that there will be no wrestling during commercial breaks? And well, so... I thought
2: about that. I thought about that when they kept restarting the match. I was like, Are we doing that again? Yeah, because... that's what it
3: seemed like. Like mm-hmm. that's what they were doing last year. They just keep restarting the matches or turning into a two out of three falls. And that's kind right. of what it felt like tonight, because none of the matches went through a commercial break.
2: Yeah, that's I, I, I remember that, and that's what I was wondering. I didn't realize they started that again.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so this match was okay. But I'll tell you what followed it, though. And for as much as we crap on Retribution, I thought Slapjack versus Xavier Woods was actually a really, really good
4: match <laughs> The problem is just that's just the sentence of you just saying it, it gives me the skeevies. Uh, but yes, technically, as far as a wrestling execution goes, yes. But again, I'll remind you as a wrestler with the name Slapjack, <laughs> good yeah. times.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Isa. Are you excited to see? Uh, I mean, I guess the next logical step is Xavier versus Ali. I mean, are you excited see Ali he's making promos on social media and on a wall talk he's not doing a lot on the air.
2: So. I'm excited for Ali and Kofi. I think that story yeah. needs to be told. And I get that Kofi's injured, so we're gonna play around until we get to it. I just hope that we get to it and they don't drop it and we forget about it because we're building to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, as soon as that feud started, I figured that Xavier Woods is gonna fight everybody at least six times for the next eight weeks, and you know, that's how it's gonna go.
3: For sure. Yeah. No, I agree. But I mean, to your point, Isa, I think the logical sense would be to have um, Ali kill Xavier, and then Kofi mm-hmm. comes back, and then that's your that's your feud.
2: Yes, I hope so. I hope that's where it goes.
3: Matt Slapjack,
1: is he your favorite member of Retribution?
4: None of them are, although uh, technically uh, Ali, I, I suppose. But yeah, no.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Ali and me Mia, Mia Yim uh, by far. Uh, let's see, what have we got in the super chats here, Raj?
3: Uh, let's see here. Darv, good friend, Jax Callen, saying, Hey, Raj, Glenn, Matt, anyways, Isa, uh, Cobra Kai fan, thanks. Ooh, and Ra was eh, Toodles. <laughs> so I think he's asking if you're a Cobra Kai I fan.
2: I haven't a... gotten to watch it yet, but I heard good things about it, so I'll get to it.
3: <laughs> uh, Peter Vahi saying, uh, Will The Undertaker be in a match at WrestleMania to retire with a live crowd? I feel they should hit the reset button from last year's Mania. Hmm? What do you think, Matt? Would that be a good idea? Uh, I don't know.
4: I mean, we all said it when it happened, right? The only thing was missing was the live crowd. I still think one day they will do something of some sort with that. There's no way that Undertaker is gone and wait forever. And and not going to have that moment in front of a live crowd.
2: You have a Hall of Fame induction still. You can induct him into the Hall of Fame with a nice crowd there and let him have his standing ovation. You know, he, he doesn't need to wrestle again. I thought the Boneyard match was a perfect sign off for him.
3: Yeah, and then the Hall of Fame, like with Warrior, that you still appear at WrestleMania, they introduce all the legends, and then do a promo the next night on Raw, like, you know, Warrior But did. the
4: question is, the question is, will
3: The Undertaker,
4: meaning will WWE, that's the question, oh. so it's not what we think, the question is, will, does WWE have the discipline to not, let's be very clear. Vince McMahon would would dig up Hulk Hogan twenty five times to Sunday after he passes away if it means he can make money off of Hulkamania. Undertaker's not too far off that either, by the way. Uh, that's how that's what Vince will do. He will find a way to make as much money off that town as possible, and there's still another round of money to make off of Undertaker Live. Mark my words. Yep.
3: Yeah, I don't think. Doesn't I don't mean, think we want to see it.
4: Doesn't mean I, I want to see it,
3: right? I don't think they do it just because they just did his farewell at Survivor Series. It's just so soon that it seems like it'd be really going back way too quickly.
1: Hey, Motley Cruz he already getting back years. together.
3: They, they are doing <laughs> uh, A couple more Super Chats, Leonza. And I can say, this might be a surprise, but I actually miss you, Raj. Well, thank you, Leonza. Appreciate that. Ah! <laughs> uh, Justin Lopez is asking if oh. Keith Lee is okay. He's been off TV for two weeks now. I mean, you can kind of <laughs> assume. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? No, no one knows. Um, Brett Murphy with $5 Super Chat saying, if you want a really classic instant replay, it's definitely Edge's fiery promo, not the stupid riddle entrance. No. Nope. <laughs> by the way, I said greater than Alfred slightly. Oh, wow. I will let Alfred know.
1: We're, we're ranking hosts now. <laughs>
3: yeah, I guess so. And finally, Chris Pantaleo saying, "Sucks that WWE is making billions. No incentive to improve the product." And we will get to that. The the, the network we move into Peacock, and um, at least for the US, so they are going to be making more money than ever with that deal, over two hundred well, million a year.
4: Happy for the talents, but not happy for them being pushed to actually continue to try to improve the product. Right.
3: Because before they needed you to subscribe and get subscribers. Now it doesn't matter. They don't care if you're subscribing to Peacock or not. Their money is set. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kind of crazy. I mean, that news today, I think it's been speculated about for a while. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it finally Mm -hmm. happened. So Xavier Woods won this match, uh, stared down uh, Ellie after. And, uh, I mean, Yes. It is what it is. Uh, but uh yeah, Ali versus Kofi. Definitely more build there. Uh tonight we found out Matt Riddle is going to uh face the hurt business in a gonglet match. Uh what about let's talk about uh the hurt business of this promo they did tonight with all of them in the ring together. Matt, what did you think of this?
4: Yeah. Um I don't like saying anything negative about about them at all because I love the group. Yeah. Um but let me ask you guys a question. Do you feel anything positive that's happened? I'd say in the last month, month and a half, with their business, feels three months late. Mm. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to say that right.
3: I, I guess, guess I, I know what you mean. Like they should have won the tag titles three months ago. Yes. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. I agree with so, that. I I don't like that there's this tension between them already either. Like yeah. They, He's that sucks sort of, by the way
4: yeah, yeah you're right that's frustrating as hell
3: yeah that i mean long. to your point they've been together like uh cedric's been in the group for what like four or five months maybe four or five months maybe yeah
1: really that long
3: yeah, i think so <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell you know with in this COVID era but it, it feels like it it's been yeah. a little bit um
1: yeah um, tonight, what you can notice, in addition to the people wrestling in multiple matches, we had this format where they come out and did this promo, and then they had their match later in the evening. Alexa came out, did her promo, and then her match later in the evening. Normally, they space these things out to draw the storyline longer. Tonight, to draw the episode out, and uh, I think it felt a little forced. Um, all this stuff, even with our truth, and we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, then we had Sheamus versus John Morrison. This was probably a better match than. It sounds like on paper, it's just the way that they book these guys. I mean, I don't know, Matt, Did this? were you captivated by this? Did this hold your attention? Then were you shocked when it was going to be a two-on-one handicap, the Miz and Morrison versus Sheamus? So Sheamus gets the solo win, but Miz and Morrison get the, the handicap win.
4: I mean, was this engaging to yeah. you? No. Uh, no, it, it, it... How do I say this? Since Morrison has come back, I don't know how you guys looked at it. And I'm taking this out of the – I'm taking him being, you know, a friend, a guy that came up when I came up. I'm taking that completely out of the equation. I'm not being a homer here. So don't say that to me. But with that said, I thought when Morrison was coming to WWE, they would do him right. I thought they'd do him right. Finally, like he, he he did a great job with Impact. He's shown flourishes that he can carry segments and shows on his own if you do the right thing with him. Um, and this is what they're doing with him. Like he, he's he's always in these type of handicap match situations or segments where he's just not the main event type of t- book talent that I thought WWE would treat him like w- when he came back to WWE this go around. It's frustrating for me to watch. What do you think, Isa?
2: It's frustrating for me as well. I thought they were going to do a lot more with him, and it's just such a joke. You can't even take him seriously anymore. Mm -hmm. And that being said, Mm -hmm. I did feel like this match was a big showcase for Sheamus. I think that Sheamus doesn't get the credit that he deserves. He is so good, and people just don't put him up there. And if you're showcasing him like that, you never know. Maybe he'll feel withdrew in the future. I don't know, but he looked good tonight. So,
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's a good point. He is underrated.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: I feel like these guys can go out there and they're clearly talented, right? I mean, no one's disputing that. It's just uh with the storyline, like with Seamus, I don't feel like they've got any organic heat or build up or anything that had me. They had to the
4: build up They've got the men, okay, so they've got this backstory between Sheamus and Drew. Yes, to a degree, you do. But again, we again, what I always tell you guys, how you, what you then need to do for me, WWE, is you need to come inside my brain and you to you need to remove the last three to four years of how you've booked Sheamus. Hmm. Yeah. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? that? That that handicap match ain't going to help me. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, the men in black—they have that little red thingy, and they can flash you with it. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I need that. <laughs> I need and that for them. Same you, with Lucha House Party. I need it for them too. <laughs>
3: yeah, now, no. no, him and Dolph Ziggler is in the same boat, where they've just booked you a certain <laughs> way for so long that back in the day, you would need to go to WCW or something to kind of, you know, get refreshed. Whereas now, you can't really do that, so it's hard to re-energize a character.
4: Yeah, and, yeah but, but here's he so good. Like Lisa right. says though, like Lisa says though, if you watch Seamus, tell me what he's missing. His promos are good. His in-ring work is good. He's 6'6", pretty friggin' jacked. He looks like he can kick your ass in a real fight, right? Mm -hmm. So it sucks that they treated him a certain way and other talents as well, not just him, um, for for X amount of years. And it's tough to get them re-going, re-energized like you said.
2: Yeah. He's missing a good creative story to him. And Sheamus have gone away for a while, a few times due to injury, and you just miss on the opportunity and when you brought him back, bring him yeah. back strong. There yeah. are ways that they can rebuild people. They, they do it with those gauntlet matches. They just literally did it with Shinsuke kind of a few weeks ago. You just need to give him a performance like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, one they just brought him back with doc worker Sheamus, who was feuding with Jeff Hardy and doing bar fights. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, so they it's, this is like back to square one. Same thing with Miz and Morrison. This is the type of matches they were that the Miz and Sheamus were having in mid card mediocrity two years ago.
3: You know, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Although Miz has the Money in the Bank briefcase,
3: so. Yeah. Uh, the Undertaker he recently made some comments about the the stars today being soft. Got a yeah, swift wow. rebuttal from Drew McIntyre. Uh, Taker, you know, saying what a lot of uh, a lot of the old timers saying about this generation as opposed to the previous generation that you know the guys just aren't tough guys. They played video games in the back. Um, yeah. I, Matt, I'll, I'll throw it to you um, first. What were your, did did you get to see what he what he said?
4: Yeah, I did. and Oh, man. It's tough. That's a tough one because the video game started when I was wrestling. I would say right around TNA-ish It's for me time in my career at WWE. When I was at WWE till 2005, that crap didn't happen. Guys were not playing video games back there. I would say right around 2007-ish, 2008, that was a big deal. And that's when I noticed the changing of the guard, so to speak, with what guys and gals are doing with the downtime in between matches and whatnot. But like when I was at WWE, the first go around, you were front and center in front of that monitor. You watched every match, whether you were on the show or not. Um, You went out with the guys and girls after the show. If you were lucky enough to have an older, elder statesman, like let's say an undertaker, locker room leader like that, you're sitting out there with them. Even if you're somebody that didn't drink, at least you'd go out and get something to eat with the guys and girls and, and try to pick that, that, that talent's brain and really, you know, try to learn from them. Nowadays, it, I don't know why he thinks it's soft that they don't do that. I'd argue they're putting more years back on their career, their life, and whatnot by doing the video game route, right? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but so it's a tough one because I think I came in like right in between as that transition was happening. Um But I, I see both sides of it, I suppose. But. The part of the business in which they try to weed you out or AKA weed out the week. I never bought that crap to begin with. I don't mm-hmm. think it shows whether you're tough or, or not because you go out what, and party and drink and get shit faced and then come to the show the next morning hungover. And if you can do it, then yeah, you're tough. No, <laughs> right. I don't see right. that's how it gets a gauge of toughness to me. The gauge of toughness always was, and this wasn't something you can do back then, by the way, which was if you think you're tough, there's the parking lot. Let's go out there. Let's throw hands. Whoever yeah. wins is tougher. End of story. <laughs> but they didn't even do that then either. So it's it's. yeah. yeah
3: <laughs> my, I guess my thing w- with it would be I mean, I agree with you. I think it's better that they're playing video games as opposed to get, getting shit faced and and, you know, uh you know, getting in trouble. Having dudes
4: banging on your hotel room door at four in the morning because you're the new guy or girl on the roster and you, you're you being put through initiation? Shut the fuck Get
3: the hell out of here. Yeah, stabbing each other with scissors at a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> say, it it's
4: a bad thing that nobody on the
1: roster has actually killed a man before. But, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's softer, or it's in a more evolved time.
3: But at, at the same time, uh, the other part of his comments is wrestling is a scripted sport. It's a scripted combat sport. And how many guys feel like they'd be the toughest guy in the room going you know, So going out.
4: that has something to do with – I agree with that part of it. And I'm not saying – it's not just Undertaker's comment I'm speaking on there. There's right. a lot of wrestlers that speak to what he's saying. Um, the truth part, in my opinion, with that is what you just said, Raj. Do they pass that look test when you see a talent walking down the aisle? Does that look like somebody – like I used to like talents that teach their own that I'd be scared of in a dark alley, right? Right. Or somebody that looks like they can kick your ass, like I always say. Like Drew Brian. looks like somebody you can kick your ass. Brock yeah. looks like somebody can kick your ass. There are talents they have. But yeah. then there's others that I'm like, like come on. Like, just, no.
1: Yeah. But it's also how they're portrayed. I mean, aside from Brock, is anyone legit portrayed
4: as a 24-7 badass?
1: The business, is evolved. The business has
4: changed. No. Yeah. yeah, Roman's a good one. But, but but like, the business, is whether you want to say it's evolved or it's changed – I do think it's evolved this man in this manner because UFC has proved this. You don't have to be seven foot five hundred pounds to be a true badass that could kick someone's ass in real fight, right? We've seen right. people of all different shapes and sizes that can get it done in in the octagon. In the octagon, for example, George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre. I dwarf him, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have a lot of trouble with George St. Pierre in real fight. <laughs> I'd like to think. Conor right? McGregor. <laughs> so, yeah, you Conor McGregor, right? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I don't know. And I think Daniel Bryan's the CM punks ushered into that new era of the size didn't really matter. It's the character that matters. Yeah. Size of the character. Yeah. I think uh, that makes
3: sense. Real quick, a couple of these super chats. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. is asking, uh, I when you became a wrestling fan.
2: I became a wrestling fan back in the 90s, but I grew up in Puerto Rico, so I'm watching Lucha Libre in Puerto Rico, Carlitos Colon, Invader, that kind of stuff. I wasn't watching WWF. We didn't have cable. So (laughs) I started watching wrestling on a constant basis more recently, so more of
4: 2014. Is is that where did you? Oh, sorry. Where in Puerto Rico, Bayamon, or where where did you? San Juan?
2: I was born in Bayamon. I grew up in Vega Baja, and then I went to school in San Juan, so...
4: Did you ever hear of the Blue Dolphin Hotel by any chance in San Juan or no? Yes. That's where they always put me up when I stayed there. I thought it was that's the where they put thing all
2: thing. That's where they put all the American wrestlers out. Right? Yeah. I, I
3: loved it there. I Great. loved it. Is it really Is nice?
2: Place?
3: Yeah. Um, Chris Pantaleo saying, it could be like the comics. The WWE universe ends with Bray Wyatt pushing a button and the next week everything resets, <laughs> even the booking characters. Ooh. Uh, not against yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's Z saying, fun fact, props to Edge for being the only person to be in the Rumble match in the 90s, the knots, the 10s, and the 20s. Ah. Wow. That's a
2: fun fact.
3: That is. I didn't I didn't wow. realize that. And Monopoly Man saying, Matt, how was it giving Zack Ryder his debut match? Hi, everyone.
4: I know. We had no idea that was Zack Ryder. We had no idea that was going to be somebody who went on to be have a pretty darn good career. Um <laughs> it was fun. He actually held my, I met him that night. Yeah. I had just recently got married. I was terrified. I was going to lose my wedding ring. And I asked him to hold it for me in the back during our match in his suitcase. And, uh, I, we had a good friendship ever since that day. So I cheered him on throughout his career. Um, but after that match went backstage, told, uh, John Lauren, he's very, very good. He's young, but he's very good. At least get him down to OVW if you could. And, uh, me and two others really put in good words for him and he ended up getting signed later on.
1: Nice. Uh, so after that tonight, well, we're going to talk about that in a second, actually, because uh, I actually liked this uh, backstage segment. I thought this was a good, let's talk about it now, fine. Uh, Lacey Evans backstage with Ric Flair, uh, asking her for some advice. Charlotte shows up and then Lacey, <laughs> Lacey just starts like, they get getting into it with Charlotte right there and Rick's just hanging out and watching.
3: Not saying anything. Nothing. What, do you, what I
4: thought, do you guys think
1: of
3: this? I thought this was the best segment that they've done because this really? this whole storyline has made no sense since the beginning. No one believes that Rick would turn on his daughter. So at least yeah. today they try to explain it a little, little bit, like Charlotte was saying, you know, how she, he wasn't there when they were kids, and he, you know, she's still looking out for him, and Rick is saying, you're not, you know, I still want to be out here, you know, I want to be the, you know, I want to be yep. Ric Flair on TV, and her saying, you're. Basically looking pathetic, saying, you know, every time you're doing it, you're not looking like a legend. You're looking more and more old. And I just thought it, it felt more real than uh, than what we'd been given so far.
1: Yeah. But Lacey, though, beating
3: up his daughter and Rick's just hanging out. Well, he he did go to stop her. Right. And, <laughs> and then and then she kind of pulled him away and, and took him apart because he was originally trying to break it up. <laughs>
1: just just
3: I mean, look, it doesn't make sense to begin with. You really have to suspend disbelief I, to think that Rick is Issa, turning on Charlotte.
4: Real quick, Issa, what do you think of this? Because, like, I, I you hear you watch this show all the time, right? We love, yeah. I love Lacey. I want her in a real storyline with some meat on the bones, finally. Not this tag team crap that they stick her in. She's a main event, in my opinion, it's main event caliber talent. I want to see her get booked in something major that gets more eyeballs on it, finally. And I feel like this is that, but like, is this good? What do you think?
2: Um, in my opinion, I feel like that conversation that happened between Charlotte and Flair tonight could have happened without having to involve Lacey in this storyline. I wish that they would book Lacey as the badass former Maureen that she is. Like, just let her come out and stop this lady BS and be the badass woman that you are because she looks the part. She is big, she's muscular, she's beautiful. You don't have to put her in all these shenanigans, it's stupid
4: great word, shenanigans and it's a shoot she's a legit badass how hard is this to do right i don't get it it's weird uh
1: so tonight's show is brought to you by the stereo app our new official sponsor. Now, some of you joined us last Monday on the After Show, as it were, on Stereo with Matt Morgan and myself. For those that don't know, Stereo is a free live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. The app allows podcast creators uh, and hosts to build a more intimate relationship with their fan base by engaging with them in direct conversations. Listeners can record a question, send it in, and as you heard last week, we played a lot of voice messages during the show, including some from Issa, and now Boom! Here she is on the podcast, uh, Matt. What did you think of this and getting this chance to interact with the audience live after the podcast last week?
4: Awesome, because a lot of them are long-time watchers and viewers of this show, or followers of us on Twitter, for that matter. And you have this buildup in your head of what you think a lot of these people sound like, and then you can see my reaction actually on the actual podcast last week. I was blown away by some of the like their voices—not to sound weird, but I just didn't think like some of these what I had in my head is what a lot of them really, truly sound like, right? Um, that was pretty cool. But just in general, I like the ability to be able to go back and forth with fans a little bit and, uh, for again, just actually physically hear them ask the questions or the comment and whatnot. It's cool because we're all, not to sound like a cornball, but we're all friends on here, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. It's just something else to be able to talk, you know, longer about different things and things that maybe are outside of pro wrestling as well, which we're passionate about.
1: No, absolutely, and uh, last week was awesome We had uh, over a hundred of you Show up to tune in live We had hundreds of people listen to it after the fact Gave us such great feedback Matt and I are going to keep doing this Mondays After the Wrestling Gang podcast And we're excited to offer you this new way to interact with us You can join us every Monday after we finish here Usually it'll be around 9.30 Pacific 12.30 a.m. Eastern We're going to do a live show on the Stereo app The After Show, as it were uh, You can download the free Stereo app And uh, you can go to this link that I have up here, Bit dotly slash after show one two five that's for today January. 25th and uh you'll be able to tune in rsvp you can connect with us whenever we're live um and uh in fact you can also go and follow matt and i on the platform i'm at stereo.com slash glenn rubenstein he's at stereo.com slash matt morgan follow us there you'll get notifications whenever we go live so isa and i did a uh, watch along uh, for part of smackdown on friday kick the tires a little bit more on the app who knows what other surprises we'll have in store so be sure tonight to join us for the after show as it were And again, uh, the easiest way to do that is go to bit.ly slash aftershow125 tonight, and we'll see on Stereo after we wrap up here. Uh, We thank Stereo for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So AJ Styles versus R-Truth tonight. R-Truth got some offense in, but correct me if I'm wrong, AJ's had a bunch of matches now where the condition was you beat AJ, you're in the Royal Rumble. Nobody's beaten AJ. Why would they? I know, but, like, (laughs) it just makes it a little tough, though, to, you know...
3: Yeah, you don't want Drew Gulag beating AJ Styles, no offense. (laughs) I mean, you don't. Matt and I would be down with that, I'm sure. AJ? AJ's too big of a star. Like, having Drew Gulag beating our truth yeah, that's fine. But AJ's, you know, he's he's someone you can put in the main event.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's true. Mm.
3: Hmm. I mean, this was... What it was. Battle um, of uh, former NWA World Heavyweight Champions.
1: Oh, there you go. A
3: little trivia. And Adam Pierce, yeah. who put the match together, also former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So.
1: Matt, they spoiled it tonight. We were talking about this, Raj, before, how when a TV show does the previously on or gives you a flashback to something that (laughs) happened, you can see where they're going. And showing us basically all of Randy Orton's promo last week uh, with his burnt face and Alexa watching it really kind of telegraphed that Randy Orton was going to show up in that match at the end of the
4: show. Definitely. And like I said, sometimes that's okay when there's predictability in wrestling every sometimes but this isn't one of them um because yeah there, there was no surprise no element of surprise with this and they did tip their hand but i think they purposely tipped their hand with it as well to be fair to them um but as a fan meh. yeah yeah
2: it takes away from because last week alexa pin Asuka, so before that promo, you're kind of wondering, what are they going to do tonight? There was a possibility in my brain that Alexa could walk away champion, and then I saw that, and I'm like, yeah, Randy's, Randy's going to interfere. So it kind of, like, took that away from me.
3: Yeah. As much as I hate this, the the Fiend uh, storyline with Orton, I do think Alexa is probably the hottest female character they have right now, so I could, I could kind of see her winning the Royal Rumble. I'd be cool with that, but... I mean, yeah, I mean,
4: right? who else? Well, I'd like to see one of the younger talents yeah. get it, for sure.
2: Yeah, but, I felt so. that she should just fight Asuka for the title at the Rumble. I thought that's what they would be doing not tonight, just because she won over her last week. And,
4: and, and, and that would be better, to be fair. That's a great point, he said. That's a good, great point, because you want to save that that winner of the Rumble as someone you, okay, you're trying to now build and you're trying to create a star with, finally. Um mm-hmm. Uh, what the the not the the argument there is she's already made she's she's ready right now to have that championship match and be taken seriously as a potential winner um does she really need to win the rumble to do so right no um let's get a younger talent again we always go to bianca as the one you somebody like that right Korea. there's so many there's
3: so many good lord that's what's great about that
4: that, that oh, i'm think- looking forward more to that than I am
3: the guys. I you swear did. to God. And this year, they'll be actually wrestling in front of fans at WrestleMania. So oh. Um, oh, yeah. you, you want to make sure it's someone that, that would be over in front of an actual crowd.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, uh, fair,
4: point, fair
1: point. Yeah. So Matt Riddle ran the gauntlet tonight, defeating the Hurt Business, uh, or, or winning this match. And uh, he's going to get a number one contender. He's the new number one contender to go against Bobby Lashley.
3: I mean, the way that Lashley destroyed him last time, Do you, I mean, yeah. I don't know. This is what
4: I mean. This is what happens with the 50-50 booking problem right here. We've already seen it. So yep. If unless Matt they, – they have plans for Matt Riddle to beat him for that championship, which very well could be. Who knows what they have planned for Matt? We I don't know. But um, other than that, I just I, – I don't know. I don't know what to make of that.
3: Yeah, they protected Lashley so much that I think it would be – It'd be a mistake to lose it to Riddle, just with how Riddle's been booked. And, you know, Lashley's just destroyed him almost every week. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I I agree. I mean, I I don't feel, I mean, does anyone, do any of you feel like you're on board with the Matt Riddle push?
2: No, but I'm on board with pushing the mid-card titles to be important again. They all just feel so blah right now. Like, there's nothing going on. I think the Intercontinental title is doing well in SmackDown right now with Big E and Sami Zayn and everything oh. that's going on over there. But the U.S. title, I keep on forgetting who's holding it, and that's mm-hmm. bad.
4: Yeah, same. Which sucks because they have it on a dominating, t- a dominant yeah. talent, a big, strong, badass that right. would be very tough to beat. But... Right. uh but that that you just the, the test for all these titles is always can you remember who has it and if you don't remember who has it, then obviously okay. the job has not been done
2: exactly yeah
3: and I, I also think with um... With Lashley, he just hasn't had a strong storyline yet for that yeah. U.S. title. Like, he, oh, you didn't
4: like the wedding title beforehand, no?
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: with
1: Sammy Zayn and his sisters. Right, right.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> they oh, need no. some, and we'll get to uh, Edge, but they need someone who really wants that U.S. title, and Lashley is just can't be beat. And I think that you have something there. The stuff with Riddle is just—it's just annoying.
1: Well, that's the contrast, right? So we get the pre-recorded promo from Edge tonight. Uh, announcing he's going to be back at the Rumble. Uh, and you look at his star power, which is still off the charts, right? And not like Goldberg. Uh, like, Edge really earns it. Goldberg, they think Goldberg can just show up, stare somebody down, scowl, and that's all we need. But Edge is cutting top le- top flight promos. His mm-hmm. ring work against Randy was really good. I mean, Edge is earning it coming back, and you so, compare that to someone like Matt Riddle. I mean, there's just no no comparison.
3: No, there's not. No, but riddle is you can tell edge had input into his promo whereas riddle and a lot of these other guys they have to you know do yeah. what's they're given and and that's too that's tough
4: and that's tough to be fair because like one but they've got to take this chance some of them have got to eventually just say enough i'm going to take this risk like rock did when firing back on triple h finally cuz he got sick of being punked oh. out by triple h every week you've got to Eventually, just let it let it hang. Just go out there on your own, do it and hope that it works. And if it doesn't work, then you got to take it when you get in the back and you get completely yelled at for not sticking to the script. Right. But some of these talents have got to take the chance and go out there and try to, to, to deliver a realistic promo from their own heart. And then if it gets over, you know, come back and hopefully they let you do it further.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but for the record, Edge Edge was sitting in the exact same spot last time we saw him. So I wonder if he's been sitting there for months trying to put this promo together. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was literally in the exact same spot as the last time we saw him. But listen, it was so refreshing. Yeah, it was so refreshing (laughs) to see a fresh, good promo being cut on Raw. That's when I'm not pro-Legends coming back because I want the new guys to get over. But then you see one of them do something like that. And you don't see today's talent do that. And you're like, well, that's why they need these guys to come back to teach them.
1: You know what, Matt, you'll get this reference, Matt Riddle. So they're writing him like he's Jeff Spicoli or like, uh, he's you know, like Bill and Ted. They need to yeah. almost have him be more like Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears, who's a badass, who doesn't need to talk, who knows he's good, who's cocky, and, like, rides yeah. his moped around the ring and just can't be bothered. He'll <laughs> go out there and win the match, and then he's out of there. He's going to be surfing or riding a dirt bike or, or picking up on ladies, you know? Great
3: reference. Something else. Great Because right now yeah. he's just irritating. Yep. Uh, Eddie Oming saying, do you think Balor <laughs> should get called back up? Uh, god, no. I mean, uh, well,
4: maybe I'm <laughs> demon on only, demon only, demon only,
3: demon only. We, I mean, we saw how he was used when he was there. I don't, I don't know. I think he's way more effective on NXT. Yeah, agreed. Wolf Bane saying he says, not only knowledgeable okay. but beautiful, make her a regular and ban the puppet hater. Who I'm not sure who the puppet, br-
1: hater <laughs> who was. hates the puppets. Yeah,
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs> And just Snake saying, what are your thoughts on Edge or Rollins winning the Royal Rumble facing Reigns at WrestleMania? Would be a huge pop with either, man. I would love to see Edge and Roman. I think that's a cool storyline. Yeah. After that promo that uh, Edge delivered tonight, like really needing that title and Roman just being the cocky heel that can't be beat, I think that's a super intriguing storyline.
4: And seeing what Edge has been able to, he's improved, which is crazy to me, but he's improved on his promos. Yeah. Uh, since coming back right so he could put some real depth into a storyline with Roman and Roman's coming into his own obviously he's hitting home runs with his promos lately yeah um, the storyline buildup for that would be amazing
3: yeah I, I think it'd be way better than Edge and uh, Drew McIntyre if Edge were to win I think it's Roman versus Edge is way more interesting
2: I think that as well, but he really focused on making it sound like he wants the WWE championship because that's the championship that he had back when he had to Mm -hmm. force retire. So Mm -hmm. I didn't like that he specifically used those words because he kind of hinted at going after Drew where I don't want that. I want him to go after Roman. So hopefully he just doesn't mention that anymore. But he did really bring that up a lot.
3: Yeah. Yeah yeah and, and and Edge's promos, they, they remind me of how Foley's used to be, where he starts with something yeah. then kind of takes you on a little ride and then comes back to it, you know mm-hmm. and it's just really good stuff. I thought this was the best thing on the show.
1: Uh, it was really good. And this main yeah. event, um, what would you guys think of this? So Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. We saw Alexa beat Asuka last week. Uh, they were out there. They were having a pretty uh, regular match. At one point, a rocking horse showed up. Uh, that, uh, Alexa had like a breakdown in the corner, uh, but then she snapped, and then she was no-selling all of Asuka's offense. It looked like Alexa was going to win the title here, but then Randy Orton shows up from behind and RKO's her uh, before we went off the air. But, um, Issa, to you first this time? How? What do you think about this progression and how they're developing Lex's character and this split personality idea?
2: I love what they're doing with Alexa Bliss right now. Um, I'm a big fan of the movie The Exorcist. I think she's oh. possessed. And I think <laughs> we need a priest and some holy water. But in all seriousness, she is the most <laughs> interesting thing going on on Monday Night Raw right now. And she ate that RKO beautifully.
4: Yeah. Matt? Yeah, well said. Um The only problem I had with this at all is, again, I'm all about the special magic powers, right? I'm all for it. I love it. And she's doing a good job with it. Um, I just don't think she should be able to eat an RKO without immediately sitting up Undertaker style. And then,
3: you know what I mean? Like, Mm
0: -hmm.
4: I I don't know.
3: Yeah, Raj? Raj? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys know what I feel about this stuff. You, oh, that's
1: right. You don't like this angle at all.
3: No. And with <laughs> her changing the gear and the lights going out and she's in a completely different outfit. It reminds me of like, are you ever really bored and you're on Netflix and you see these like horror movies and you have no, you've never heard of it. It's right. like, and some sometimes actor that was good. Sometimes, <laughs> so, good. Yeah, sometimes it's like uh, uh, Tom Berenger, like the guy <laughs> you didn't know were still in movies. So you're like, all right, I'll try it. And it's just super corny, super cheesy. That's what. This reminds me of,
4: but, but- it's cre- okay. But at least it's creative. There, you know what I mean. And it's it breaks the monotony of the rest of the just. If you if this is just a boring show from top to bottom, it stays right. I don't even want to say it stays in the middle as far as pitch goes. It's like kind of lower than me- medium, I would say. And it just stays there the whole show. And then with her and Bray, you have these other. infusions of different creativity to it it does make you think a little bit um and i don't know i like with i personally like how they're using i think she's doing a phenomenal job with it anybody else you gave this to it would look Mm -hmm. that way in my opinion it would look low budget it would look shitty it wouldn't work she's made this work
3: yeah and it's not their performances i think they're all playing their roles great it's the the magic and the special effects oh are.
4: man come on am so i the bad. only mark that likes the? i follow easy for the magic i admit it i do but i like it yeah. i do
2: but you know what speaking of that the one thing i didn't like is that aska saw this all play out last week so she should have been a little more prepared tonight and yeah. i didn't like her acting all like oh my god again when is she's just doing the same thing she did to you last week so what, where were you at sis did you not do your homework because i didn't like that
4: yeah. Don't even should. sign the contract. She's got special powers. Go get Undertaker in your corner or something. Yeah. Somebody I can fight back. <laughs> Bring back the Green Mist, something.
3: Yeah.
1: Actually, yeah. oh yeah. For the championship match, that's they should have Alexa no sell the Green Mist if she's going to go over Oscar. That would be Oscar really reaching for like everything, and Alexa no selling that would be a great way to have the win happen.
4: Mm-hmm. Could be. It depends how they play it, how they execute it, but yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, I admit it openly. I'm a huge fan for the, the characters that have these type of powers. Yeah, I, I <laughs> blanket throw it out there. I, I I fall easy for it. I like yeah. it. Yeah.
3: Uh, wrestling enthusiast is saying Edge beats Roman and then brings back the big gold belt. Uh, I, I, I love the big gold belt, but
4: do you know how big that would look on today's talents? By the way, except for <laughs> Drew, except for Drew. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of them. Uh, like, AJ, AJ's my boy, but that thing would be covering from here to damn <laughs> halfway down his legs.
3: <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh,
1: so all in all, uh Rosh to you first. What did you think of Raw and I? What grade would you give it? I thought it was I thought it was pretty bad. Uh oh, wow. I
3: like again, I like the <laughs> I like the edge promo. Then that was really the only thing that really stood out. There was a couple of good matches. The Seamus John Morrison match was really good. Uh I'd give it a six, maybe a five. Matt,
4: the whole chat room could predict my grade, but I'm going to throw <laughs> you guys off and give it a six point five. Pizza.
2: <laughs> I give it a five. I like um, Edge promo. I liked Randy Orton at the end, and I loved AJ Styles' hair. A five.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I think we were probably five or six territory tonight for uh, for a change, uh, down from the usual seven that uh, RAW often is. But hey. Tonight's show was not the biggest news going on in the world of professional wrestling or the WWE. Raj, what happened today?
3: Yeah, so it was announced that Peacock, uh, the WWE network for US subscribers will be moving to Peacock. And so I think one thing to be clear is that the WWE network is still going to be there for international subscribers. So if you live outside of the US, you're not affected really by this. But um, in the US, all the customers are going to be transferred to, to Peacock. And Peacock... And it's not an additional price. It's b- baked in the Peacock fee. So Peacock has a $4.99 level uh, where you have ads and then a $9.99 level. Uh, and that's without ads. I think they have a free one too, but that's kind of like the network freeze where you don't get money. You, you wouldn't be able to get any of the WWE so stuff.
4: Don't, don't this down even more, uh, Raj. So I, I have the WWE Network right now currently, for example. Yeah. Will I be able to just log on and watch it like I normally do and pay my whatever, $9.99 per month?
3: So I think what they're going to do is they're going to give you the option to roll over your network account to Peacock. Or if you already have a Peacock account, you would just cancel your network account. So, um, so yeah, I think those would be the, the two options. You just cancel it if you already have a Peacock account or it rolls over.
4: Will it be and, like the same setup? Like when I go on the main splash page or the main menu and... I could choose all the different shows that are being, you know, advertised or go in the vault and all that other stuff. You think? So I don't think
3: everything's going to be up there right now. I, I, but I do think all their major stuff will be up there. So, uh, I would think like the pay-per-views would be the first to be up, you know, raw NXT SmackDown. And then maybe some of the stuff like mid South and stuff like that probably won't be is my guess. Um, but yeah, I, I mean for for fans.
2: Yeah, I think he's gonna have to log into Peacock and then click WWE and then yeah. from there you'll see oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. you think. There's not have, be uh, like an app anymore. Yeah,
3: it's gonna be in the Peacock app. So it'd be right. like if it was in Netflix, uh-huh. it would be another menu item. Um. Mm-hmm. kind of
2: okay.
1: so um I have Peacock. Okay. i use used it to watch the Save by the Bell reboot and uh a few other things. And um they have channels in Peacock. So they have like comedy, sports, uh throwback news, you know, different things. So I think there's gonna be a WWE channel. And when you go there, there's gonna be a live feed probably similar to how the network is right. or most definitely how the network is currently. But then underneath it's gonna be the same sort of menu where you scroll through different right. series. Um it's gonna actually integrate very well. Yeah. Uh the challenge is gonna be Peacock is currently not available on the Amazon fire.
3: So scale. they said they are working on that and it should be soon. So it sounds like they plan on having it available by the time this rollout happens.
4: Can I ask a stupid question? Is there any heat with them being on Fox Is with SmackDown? Yeah.
3: Well, that's where it gets interesting because now Fox, they're going to be promoting pay-per-views that are going to be on the Peacock um, yes. the Peacock app, and they have their own, you know. Uh, what
4: about showing footage from SmackDown that's, on, that's a Fox Network show on an NBC-affiliated, uh, you know, thing?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what's going to be interesting to see because – yeah i mean old episodes of smackdown from fox now you got fox shows on peacock on their competitor so um but everything right now it's moving to streaming you're seeing these big streaming wars and and that's where the money is right now and and we just last week they dropped nbc sports network uh and they're going to be moving a lot of that stuff to usa nxt might have to move off on wednesday nights i think
4: Uh, that's a good idea
3: by the way yeah i know i agree but uh, assuming they get the – they re-sign hockey, their hockey deal, uh, then Wednesday nights would most likely I'm, be for hockey. And so could, NXT would need a different night.
4: What's crazy to me, though, is just the time that this is happening in where – no offense. you know, I want all the guys and girls to make as much money as humanly possible. And these deals get these guys and girls paid, paid, paid. And bottom bottom of the you know, opening match talent is getting paid in their set. Um, because of these deals, which is fantastic, don't get me wrong. But, like, as far as a show goes and like how good it is, and as far as ratings go, to see them getting this kind of big money, I just go, wow, what would these networks do if you had like that Attitude Era <laughs> type oh, yeah. of shows that were so red hot and mm-hmm. seeing what it would look like then? If you know what I mean, if you're able to somehow morph that into today, like, good Lord.
3: Yeah, I mean, you might get a lot of people sampling out old WWE content that grew up in that era. You know that, I mean, look, the nostalgia is huge. You were, you were just saying, Glenn, the Saved by the Bell reboot. So, oh yeah, um, they could really market that stuff on there, and um, and even like the generation before was Saturday Night's Main Event, which used to be on NBC, uh, stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, so it was reported that they're getting basically a billion dollars over five years. So over, t- and they're saying it's over two hundred million a year. Uh, what they so in in 2019 they made 185 million dollars basically off of the network and pay per views, and that's including U.S. and uh, international plus pay the you know the few people that still do buy pay per views. So now right. they're going to still be making those international subscriptions, but now also they're going to be making a lot more. So they're just making a ton more money with this deal, and yeah. it's che- and it's going to be cheaper for a lot of fans too.
4: Mm-hmm. more yeah. reason to do a union
3: yeah <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if the content I mean uh, the, the quality changes like will they feel the need to to really do big events and big matches for these events and you know bring back guys like Brock who have a high price tag because they're not making any money by adding subscriptions onto Peacock as far as we know so. I can't
2: wait for all the fans to tweet cancel Peacock when their favorites don't win
3: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's true
1: (laughs) I mean Peacock has been I mean it's needed something big like this Even with getting the rights to the office It's still not gaining ground Against Disney Plus or Netflix Uh, So
3: HBO Max, well they have 26 million uh, Subscribers so far
1: Every Comcast subscriber gets it for free
3: Right, Right. yeah And and I have it for free But So WWE adds 1 million to that um, more or less. And I, I don't know if they're going to do all the old inactive accounts as well, uh, you know, and try to get them oh, to yeah. go over. But, all those fake emails you have, Raj. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah my burner, my WWE Network <laughs> burner accounts. So we'll <laughs> uh, so see. I mean, it's a, overall, it's, you know, I, I know when everything went to the network, people thought like WrestleMania, they weren't going to do the big elaborate stages anymore, and they still did. So, you know, we'll we'll see. Very cool. Uh,
1: so I think that's about it for tonight. Matt and I have an after show to do. Uh, Isa, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you can find Isa at NYC Demon Diva on Twitter. This was fantastic. We have to have you on more often. Uh, Giri, good to see you again. Hope you're doing well. Say <laughs> hi to the wife and kids. I yeah, will do. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Morgan and I now Are going to go over to Stereo uh, Again, Stereo is sponsored this episode Of the Wrestling Inc. podcast and Stereo is an app Where users can engage with the platform to listen in Seek out topics and join conversations About issues and ideas that interest them Now in addition to the after show as it were There are a wide range of conversation topics on Stereo Comedy, pop culture, lifestyle, sports, etc Lots of your favorite podcasters Are doing shows on Stereo now Now Stereo can be downloaded for free by both Apple And Android users and once you download the app You can create an avatar and a profile. Matt and I spent a good 15 minutes getting ones that look like us and you can do the same. And the coolest thing about stereo is that users can submit audio messages to the hosts of the conversations or join the conversations in real time. So, the After Show, as it were, will be having a live audience with an interactive episode on stereo. Uh, We're going to talk about things unrelated to wrestling. Matt's going to field your questions he's going to get real and raw you're going to hear me swear a lot because apparently that's what people commented i did the most last yes. week on stereo because you know it's a little, a little more covert for the real fans uh, and uh, we're gonna be doing a QA, q a we're gonna talk about all sorts of stuff so join us now starting at 9:30 pacific on stereo so here's what you want you to do follow matt morgan and i you can follow matt at stereo.com matt morgan you can follow me at and if you want to go right to the after show, it's bit.ly slash after show 125. We thank Stereo for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Again, those three links to keep in mind are Stereo.com slash Stereo.com slash Glenn Rubenstein, and bit.ly slash after 125. And we'll catch you on Stereo starting in a few minutes, and we'll be back here Wednesday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care, everyone.